Welcome to Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. This is season number three, episode number 34. I'm Dan Fox. And I'm Frank Knight. How are you, Frank? Abundantly blessed. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I apparently am going to be buying a house at the end of this month. Well, congratulations. Gracias. Yeah, hopefully it'll all work out for you. We're going to be living closer together than you'd like. I, I, no, the closer, closer than the closest I would like would be right next door. Oh, here's the best part: your garage is going to be emptier in about a month. I love it. <laughs> going to be able to put my car on there. For some reason, the birds in my neighborhood like dive bomb my car, and it makes. <laughs> I'm like, why do you? Do you always... wash it a lot? Yeah, I do. Yeah, see, they love a brightly washed car. Well, brightly washed. They dive bomb, bomb my car. For some reason, as soon as you wash your car, a bird poops on it. What's and, up with that? You know, so I uh, just take it and run it right through again. Yeah, you so. know, so, but yeah, it's a hassle. And then, you know, <laughs> I have to suffer and like walk out when it's cold. I know. And so get in sorry. my car or I have to like walk out when it's raining and actually like get droplets on me. I, I am so sorry. <sighs> I smell a dinner coming your way. It is. No, stop it. I'm happy to be to bless you and happy you have been such a huge blessing in my well, life. You are on my list. It's, I'm just saying. It's the uh, the the least I can do to bless you, my brother. Appreciate but, it. Appreciate so, it. Ditto. The uh, podcast tonight. Yeah. Hey, Hookie. Hey, how are you? Oh, good to see you. All right. Oh, we have invisible Hookie here tonight. Oh, I see. Oh, unfortunately, Hook it was not able to join us. Shout out. Little shout out to Roxanne and Arun, if you're uh, still listening to our podcast and stuff. Arun actually listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to shout them out and thank them for listening. Roxanne is now in Florida and Arun is here. Yes. So we keep praying for them. Yeah. Uh, no no problems or anything. They're just in the process of transitioning yeah. to sharp Florida. Yeah, trying to sell homes. Yeah. So, so it's all good. So a little roadmap of where we're going tonight. We're gonna, we're going. Yes, thank you for shouting him out. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about the NFL draft and some draft grades and things like that. Stuff that happened there in the NFL draft last week. Mets Phillies. Uh, we'll let Frank brag about his Mets, and we'll let him brag about his Rangers, and and talk yeah. about all that. Then we uh, we we need to talk about the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs that have started and get a handle on what's going on in those. We have a soccer report. Uh, excited about that. I am. Last week, Hookie gave us his top 10 list of the greatest Americans. And so I put one together and Frank put one together as well. So we'll go over those. And then uh, we'll talk about Major League Baseball and what's happening in Major League Baseball. And uh, maybe a little college college sports talk about name, image, and likeness, uh, because it looks like uh, there's been some movement towards reining in the wild west of the transfer portal and name, image, image and likeness uh, money going around in college football, at least in college football and basketball. Yeah. So uh, we want to just talk about that briefly if we have some time. And we hope that you are ready to come along on the ride with us. And uh, good about Rich. Yeah, our boy Rich is here. Hey, Rich. He's How's uh, going, guys. He's feverishly texting with uh, Hookie because apparently Hookie insulted him on some level. So no. So you know, very unHookie like. <laughs> yeah, even though even when Hookie's not here, he's he makes his presence known. We love so, him. Yeah, we do. So, all right, Frank. Yes. Um. The NFL draft last week. Yeah. Uh, were there any picks that really, st- uh, any teams that you, that stood out to you as doing really well? Well, it appears that the New Jersey Jets did very well, uh, which is where they play. Um, if you go by you know, expectations for the players that they drafted. Right. And they also, you know, picked for positions that they clearly needed. So right. uh, I would say the Jets did very well. I would say the Giants did. Uh, they were starting to do well. Their I, first two picks were solid, and then after that, my opinion is there were some reaches there. Well, you know, what, since we're, it's you always know, on the East Coast. I'm talking about the, the two teams. The talking heads are are always lazy, um, in that they love to give high marks and high grades to teams like the Jets and the Giants in the draft because they draft 
in the they draft high in every round. Well, they certainly so have you in would, the past few years. Right. I'm just saying you would think that a team that gets first pick or in the top in the top five, top ten picks, mm-hmm. it would be much easier to have a, a tremendous draft than someone who's picking in the middle or the back ends of the sure, rounds. Of course. Uh, you know, the talent's already sort of picked over a little bit in each round. And well, in this year too, both the Jets and Giants had two two first rounders in the top ten. Correct. So to me, that's a little. That's a. I'm not accusing you. I'm because you, you referred to uh, some of the so-called experts. No, wait. The Jets uh, didn't have two in the top ten. They had one. They had two in the top twenty. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, but I just think it's incredibly lazy to just pr- pr- make pronouncements. There's a reason those teams are picking high, and one or two uh, high draft picks is not going to fix the team uh, because of of how talent poor they are. Um, So, yes, I think the Jets and Giants did have a nice draft. The team that honestly impressed me uh, a whole lot was the Philadelphia Eagles. It's almost like Howie Roseman, the general manager for the Eagles, recognized that he's really bad at picking wide receivers in the draft. Yeah, um, he's had a lot of swings and misses uh, with high p- top picks at wide receivers. So yep. Yep. he packaged some picks and uh, traded t- with the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. for wide receiver AJ Brown, which I thought and you love that. I thought that was a really really good move. Well, for I, that. I understand uh, from a talent standpoint. I'm just a little concerned about his ability to stay on the field. And Correct. They don't need that problem. That's for sure. sure. And they did give him uh, a humongous contract. So. You know, but the, the Eagles have that money. They're not paying a, qu- a quarterback. They're not really paying a whole lot of their uh, position players big money. So th- that's one the way. The Eagles are a really smart team usually when it comes to the cap. Um, so yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not saying that the Eagles are going to take a humongous step forward because I still don't believe in Jalen Hurts uh, as as a NFL yeah I think the jury's, the jury's out for me. But it doesn't look like he has this superior skill level. That it takes to carry a team to a Super Bowl. To me, he's uh, just one notch below Dak Prescott. To be honest with you, when it comes no, to that's talent, that's not a high praise. So I think he's he's. I wanted to say Dak Prescott light, but I think Dak. I I I think he's closer to Dak. Than he's got Dak. a little more mobility than than Dak. I'm even before the injury. Sure. But uh, Dak's bigger and stronger, and neither of them have like a you know a Aaron Rodgers arm. So. Right, neither of them have big arms. Neither of them are are, are very uh, accurate passers. Any other teams that you wanted to uh, point out? Yeah, thought I thought that really the well? uh, I thought that the the Raiders did pretty well. Mm. That's um, what the experts were saying. Yeah, I thought the Raiders did really well, and the Raiders weren't picking high; they were picking low. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs did really well. Yeah, all through the draft, especially think, the wide receiver they took late. Yes. Uh, well, in the, in the beginning of the second round, they traded up to take uh, Sky Moore. There you go. And I think Sky Moore is going to be a heck of a receiver. He's going to fit right into that Tyreek Hill mode, and he, I think he's going to be an excellent receiver. Bigger player than Tyreek. I think he's though, a little right? bigger. He's not quite as lightning quick, but he, uh, he's more of a slot guy than an outside, but man, is he a wrecker from the slot. Yeah, I mean, uh, they do, you know, Reed knows what he wants, right? Uh, well, that's the thing um, is Andy Reed supposedly has very little input on what they're looking for. Well, okay, so I guess I should say management knows what right. Reed needs and wants. Right. Well, the, yeah, they. Ha- I'm sure there's a. Col- it's a collaborative effort. They got to fit but, into the scheme. Right. They fit into the scheme and the system. But Andy Reed is the type of coach that actually takes his hands off and says, "You, I, we've had all these meetings and talked about all these players, and so you know what we're looking for to this GM. So go ahead and pick them." So as far as the experts go, Dan, since we're Cowboy fans, let's talk about that. Um, I saw uh, a friend of mine on Facebook is a huge Cowboy fan, lives in Georgia, but has season tickets to the Cowboys as a chiropractor. Um, I graduated with him. He sent me a uh, analysis from somebody. I forget who it was. And the guy liked just about all of their picks. I know you weren't as big on the late round picks. No, I was actually bullish on the later round picks. I, I, it wasn't, I wasn't so high on the... On the first two picks, and they got a couple projects with the first two picks. Correct? They did, but you know when it and this is the the piece that I, I've sort of come to a piece uh, about what Dallas did in that they had a gaping hole at left guard mm-hmm. uh, because their left guard who was a holding machine um, in in Connor Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
left in free agency, he went to uh, Miami. So we had a we already had a problem at left guard with Connor Williams, and then he left as a free agent. Right. Um, and so we had a, a gaping hole at left guard. Uh, so they addressed that by drafting uh, drafting this young man, Tyler Smith. And from Tulsa, offensive tackle in college, and it looks like he can play tackle at the at the pro level, but it, he's going to need some work before he's able to be out there. So my understanding is that his strength, they feel right away, would be opening up holes for the running game. Right, and that's was, something I'm pleased with. He was a beast in the running game at Tulsa, um, and it, he, but he he uh, had 16 penalties. Last year in twelve games, I understand, and twelve of those penalties, twelve of those sixteen were holding penalties. Well, maybe somebody can work with his footwork or whatever the case. Right, may it's be. really Technique. it's his hand placement, it's his hand placement and his punch, um, and those are fixable things. So right. that's technique. If you got the raw talent, he's got the footwork. Strength. He's got the he's a beast when it comes to physical strength. Right, uh, but he is not a polished finished product. And 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 to be honest with you, at this point, I'm okay. With with okay. Dallas taking him, but again, I th- for me, it's not just taking players that are going to be good players. It's t- it's value, uh, getting value at that spot. And Jerry Jones claims that another team called him uh, to try to trade up to, with Dallas at twenty four. Yeah, and when uh, he got in trouble for that comment, right? Well, no, uh, where he got in trouble, I'll explain that later. But he. Uh, he claimed another team called Dallas to try to trade to 24, mm-hmm. and when Dallas asked that team who, what player do they want, th- that team said they want Tyler Smith. So basically Dallas knew that that player was going to be gone if they pulled the trigger. So right. like people that wanted Dallas to trade back and then take him a little later, maybe at the beginning of the second round, he would have been gone at 24 either way. Yeah. So... The, he was the guy Dallas had had pegged, and then foolishly, uh, you say what you want, but foolishly, Jerry Jones was uh, tr- in a press in the press conference trying to show that Dallas had him, that their scouts and everybody had uh, t- uh, Tyler Smith ranked very high. Right. He flashed the ranking, the Cowboys' rankings, uh, to the cameras. That's what it was, and. Uh, when that happened, the internet went nuts, and they took the, the still shot of it, and they enhanced it, and that gave everybody Dallas's evaluations of the. What, what's of, wrong with that? Why well, is that so egregious? Well, because it's sort of like a uh, it's sort of like a state secret kind of thing. Uh, Every team has players ranked different. Drafted, uh, yes, but some of these players might become available later. Okay, um, and. You know, in a few years, they might become free agents. Uh, they might be available in trades and stuff. And it's kind of like showing your hand in poker uh, a little bit. And so it's kind of a no-no. Uh, nobody does that. But Jerry Jones, this is like the third or fourth time he's done it. Um, on one in one way or another, revealed Dallas's ranking in their draft boards and stuff. So right. it's kind of like a bumbling idiot kind of thing. I understand. The second round pick that Dallas took was a, a defensive end slash outside linebacker from Ole Miss who has all the talent. No one questions his talent at all. He he has the potential to be a beast at defensive end for Dallas. Uh, but the the question on him is character. Now he's from a really See, that re- sounds like an odd scenario for the Cowboys, especially in the second round. He's he's from a really really rough home home uh, upbringing. Okay. Um, he was removed. He, he and his siblings were removed from their mother mm-hmm. by child services, and then he went through uh, the uh, several hurricanes and things that destroyed their home and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and he was accused of sexual assault. Um, while at Ole Miss and suspended from the team, but then uh, the the charges were dropped. Uh, the yeah, young, I remember the young, reading that. Yep. The young lady dropped the charges, and so he was reinstated to the team once uh, the charges were dropped. Yeah, he was suspended for a while, right? Or no actual games, but it was during the off season that he was suspended from the team. Um, and so I don't know what to make of that. Was this one of those you know Barney Fife type uh, type of hometown sheriff? That they convince the girl that he's a big time football player right, and right. shouldn't, you know. I hope that's not the case. But he, in his interviews that I've seen, seemed very um, mature. Like it helped him mature. What I understand is this was a Dan Quinn pick, essentially. Right. He loved the guy. He right. worked with because him of at his the traits. combine. Right. 
and really fell in love with his ability. So right, because of his traits. That's why they drafted him. And how about the receiver that they got in the third round? Uh, re- receiver. Jalen Tolbert. Right. He's from South Alabama. Right, South Alabama. And there were a lot of questions about him going into the Senior Bowl. Um, everybody was saying he had lots of talent, but look at the talent level he was playing against at South Alabama. And right. so that was the big question. And then he yeah. shined at the Senior Bowl, where he played against higher level talent. It, uh, he didn't dominate, but he shined. Says here he's a polished route runner for a younger player. I like to hear that. Yes. You know, those kind of things are important. Well, especially since we have a, a starting receiver situation. Uh, where Michael Gallup's probably not going to be available for the first three or four weeks of the season coming off his ACL injury. So this young man's going to be asked to step in and play. Yeah, and you may want to go deeper, but just so we don't make this whole podcast about the Cowboys, I wondered what you thought of the Jake Ferguson, the tight end from Wisconsin, that pick. Well, that... uh Again, I think he's going to be an NFL football player, but I I think that it was a little rich where they took him in the fourth round, um, and that was my only concern. They took him because they wanted a blocking tight end, and to be honest, there aren't many uh, programs in college football that run the ball the way Wisconsin does, Right. Uh, so he had a lot of experience blocking, and he was a high-character player, a, a team captain, uh, graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a communications degree, um, and so... You know, he's everything Dallas is looking for. And when it comes to tight ends, I'll trust their judgment since they took their current tight end in the fourth round a few years ago and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. And he didn't really do a whole lot for his first two years, but then he really shined the last two years. Plus, they let Jarwin go. Yes. Lake Jarwin. So, well, because he couldn't stay healthy. There was a need there, yeah. And they were paying him a lot of money and he couldn't stay healthy. Okay. So, you know, uh, the, Jarwin was an undrafted free agent that they found. And uh, he really played well for mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. uh, but then they signed. I shouldn't say big money; it was like five or six million dollars a year. And in the NFL terms, that's not that's not humongous money, but for an undrafted free agent, that's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, sure. But the last two years, he's been out for the season um, at some point, and so uh, they needed a tight end. I, I'm okay with that pick. Uh, again, I thought it was a little high, and that's my concern with all the with the with three of the top four. Um, that they they took them higher than where a lot of people had them rate, rated, and but as long as they are legitimate NFL football players, I'm okay with it. How do you think the Lions did in the draft? Our friends the Geikamas might want to get your opinion. Um, I think the Lions did pretty well. The Lions uh, have a lot of questions, especially the future at quarterback. Is is Jared Goff going to be the future at quarterback for them? Uh, he's got one more year on his contract. And there's really not a whole lot behind him in, in Detroit. Uh, they did uh, address some and got some pieces uh, that can play, legitimately play, hopefully, um, at on offense and defense in the draft. Their first pick was uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who was the def- everybody's opinion. Right, the defensive end from Michigan. Yeah, top defensive end. Right. Uh, their second pick was Jamison Williams from right. Alabama, wide receiver. Right. Uh, is he injured he is, but he should be ready to go by training camp. Then they went right back to edge uh, with Josh Haskell, right, out of Kentucky, the uh, round two pick. Right, he uh, Josh Haskell is a really nice is a really nice uh, defensive end, but he's a little undersized. So okay. you wonder, you know, what whether he's going to transit or whether they're going to move him to outside linebacker. That's a question too. I see. Um, okay. So. But I thought they went they, defense a lot in the draft. Well, they needed a lot of Almost help on all. defense. Uh, the one they had wide receiver, they went edge wide receiver, edge safety, tight end linebacker, edge cornerback. So a lot of defensive picks. Right. So. So you know, I just I thought they did pretty well, but you know, somehow some of these teams like the Jets and the Lions, and they seem to do Jets and Lions type things. And, you know, they just never seem to get out over the hump. Hopefully, they're building for their future. But in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, you've got nothing. And I question whether Jared Goff is their quarterback yeah. going forward. I question whether, uh, for the Jets, their quarterback that they drafted last year out of BYU is going to be a legitimate NFL quarterback but, going but, forward. But we also know that this was not a great quarterback draft on right. paper. Yes. So I assume the Lions have another down year. They're going QB next year. Well, that would usually be the plan, but they've not done great at picking quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you, you hope Matt that Stafford they do was well. pretty good. Well, 
but that was once in how long? I know, but he was there for so long. So what kind of, you know, is this the same regime? No, it wasn't always the same regime. But, you know, you, you have to wonder. If you're uh, a Detroit fan, you just hope for the best, I guess. Well, you hope for the best no matter what t- fan you are. Maybe another Barry Sanders comes so, along, too. So Yeah, well, there's only one Barry but that's Sanders. But that's, I didn't know much about uh, some of the other teams. Uh I guess I'd be kind of curious how Denver did in the draft because I think I like really like the Russell Wilson move for them. I know he's not your favorite player or whatever, but I think he's a nice fit there, and uh, that he makes them better instantly. Um, obviously, their quarterback situation wasn't the best, and now if they did well in the draft and filled some of their holes, I think maybe receiver might be one of them. Um, that Broncos could compete in a really tough division. Okay, question for you, Frank. Here's uh, one of the Jason Locken for uh, a who works for CBS Sports and mm-hmm. the NFL Network. He has ten bold predictions for the 2022 season. All right. Uh, his first bold prediction is he believes Russell Wilson will be the 2022 MVP yeah. as the quarterback of Denver. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks in the league. I think that's kind of bold prediction for sure. So I like him, and I think uh, he. I feel. Because he has a good work ethic and so on, that he'll make the players around him a little better. Okay. The receivers, uh, defensive end. I don't, I don't know about MVP though. He's, I mean, he's got a perennial MVP in his own division, right? And he's. I I love a lot of what Denver has. I'm just not sure of their their wide receivers, and it takes some real stud wide receivers to make a quarterback. That's why I'm MVP. curious what happened in the draft for them. Uh, David Ajabo, the defensive end from Michigan that was drafted in the second round by the Ravens, will have a monster season. Well, I think the Ravens, last year everybody was expecting their defense to be pretty solid, and they struggled a lot. Well, they struggled a lot because both of their starting corners went down. That can kill you. So so if they come back healthy, adding a guy like that, I would imagine it's not too much for reach. Number three, Aaron Rodgers will retire after the 2022 season. Wow. Yeah, you just never know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I don't think even Aaron Rodgers always knows, but I think he's got years left in him and he wants to win another Super Bowl. So if it doesn't work well with Green Bay, he'll go somewhere else, would be my opinion. Number four, the Packers will trade Jordan Love at some point during the season. I think they'll try to. They're not going to get a whole lot for him, but sure. I'll roll with that. And they'll probably pick up somebody off the scrap heap to be their backup. Number five, Lamar Jackson will not get a new contract. He will play on the franchise tag. They love, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. I thought you were going to go somewhere and say that uh, they would part ways with him, but I think they love No, him. no, they're saying that he's going to play on the franchise tag and he's not going to get the long-term contract he wants. I agree with Why that. is it that everyone jumped up and down when, when Dallas uh, tagged Dak twice, but nobody really says boo about Lamar Jackson yeah, who can't stay in the field. Right. And who's come up small in big games. Right. Deshaun Watson, number six, will play fewer than eight games for the Cleveland Browns. So there's now... Not 17, 16 games, but 17 games. Uh, right. Fewer than eight? Disagree. Correct. He'll play He'll play eight. Okay. So, so you, At least. You don't think his his uh, suspension will be more than nine no. games? No. Well, it's not what I've been hearing. Okay. So. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, no. Number seven, the Browns will eat $12 million of Baker Mayfield's contract in order to get him off their books it and trade It certainly him. looks like they're going to have to. Yeah, I would say yes to that. Number eight, the, the Detroit Lions, Aaron and Shauna, will not be a last-place team again this year. Disagree. I, don't think every, I think everybody in their division is better than them. I, don't, I, I think the Bears are going the wrong way and the okay. wrong way quickly. So, Who's uh, that quarterback for them now? Justin Fields. Yeah. But they I keep didn't, forgetting that. I they say, didn't I draft that. any offensive linemen for him, and they didn't draft any wide receivers for him. I think they're a solid enough defensive team to beat, the, beat out Detroit. Uh, number nine. You're I'd gonna, like to see it, though. I'd like to see Detroit move up. Number nine, you're going to love this one. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the NFC East, uh, will be in the NFC title game. No way. No. I'm going to say no to that. They, I know the NFC is weaker than the AFC on paper, and it's not that much of a reach, but. I think it's a huge reach. I don't think. I meant in terms of the teams they'd have to 
speed out to get there. You know? Well, I don't think they're going to win the division. Well, neither do I. That doesn't mean they won't be a playoff team. So, and we've seen wild cards go deep before. So, but I just don't. I'm not convinced Jalen Hurts is ready for that yet. Right. Jason Lockenforest says that Jalen Hurts has the it factor. And I'm like, okay, but no. how, do you, how do you quantify that? Well, I'd also like to see their defense become you know, more dominant for that to happen because I don't think you get to a championship game with a weak defense. Right. And then number 10, the Patriots are in trouble. Mac Jones losing Josh McDaniels and and uh, this franchise adding next to nothing uh, this year in free agency or in the draft. They're in big trouble with the Jets and the Dolphins getting better. Yeah, those teams are getting better. How better they are, I don't know. I could still see New England finishing second and maybe being a playoff team, so I'd say no to that. Okay. Still Belichick is there, and he knows what he's doing. Sure. And I, I like what I saw out of the quarterback. You know, enough. Yeah. Will he go to the next level? I don't know. Right. All right. <clears throat> well, we're going to, early on here, we're going to transition. And when I transition, I turn it over to my friend Frank. Well, we hold this podcast in Dan Fox's basement. He set up this palatial studio for us here. There's a lot of pink in the ceiling, I noticed. Dan's fond of pink, apparently. It's insulation. Anyway, nice. It's a good setup for us here. Nobody's doing laundry at the moment, so we don't have the distraction of the sound. (laughs) But uh, we're grateful to Dan Fox, and and we are also grateful for Fox uh, Brothers Alarms, who used to let us, uh, who used to have us do the podcast in that palatial studio over on the other side of uh, Easton. Uh, but um, we want to do we do want to keep letting you know about Fox Brothers Alarms because it is Dan's family and they are fabulous at what they do. They do burglar and fire alarms primarily and um, entry and exit. Um, what do you call Access them, control. Control. Uh, and they've been doing this for 50 years now, right, Dan? Correct. So if you... Uh, need you know protection from uh, fire or theft specifically uh, or you might need this access control or or video cameras yeah we want to uh, have you go online and go to www.foxbrothersalarms.com www.foxbrothersalarms.com or maybe you're not much for the internet and you just like to pick up the phone and give a call you can call 1-800 Fox Bros, B-R-O-S, 1-800-FOX-BROS. And when you do that, you want to ask for? Mark. Mark is Dan's younger and, well, his younger brother. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how to word it to say he has more hair in his head, which I was going to go there, but, you know, Dan and I should Less follically challenged. That's right. You know, I don't have to spend any extra money on combs, and I think that that's definitely a bonus. So. That's how you're able to afford that palatial estate uh, in that gated community you're trying to yeah, buy. Yeah, gated. Yeah, it's going to be gated with a fence around it for my dog. That's about the only gate that will be required is a gate for the fence. So uh, call Fox Brothers Alarms or go online uh, to the uh, um, site that I just gave you and protect yourself. Now, we also would like to let you know about we have a Facebook page uh, for this podcast, and you can go on that Facebook page and you'll see everything that is related to the program is on the Facebook page, pictures of us even. Uh, all the episodes are on the Facebook page, so it's a great way to connect with us. You can leave messages with us. We can chat back and forth. And um, but a better way to communicate with us actually is through email. This is what we primarily do to communicate with the folks who listen to the podcast. And the email address is sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. Sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. And so you could you know just reach out. And uh, sometimes we have contests. It's a good way to... It's the way to get involved with the contests that we have, but also maybe send us a trivia question or just let us know what you think of the program. Now, uh, speaking of contests, Rich, yeah, we we had a contest last week for the round one of the NFL draft, and uh, the first ten picks. The winner is the winner is Dan Fox. Really, nobody beat Dan Fox. No one beat Dan Fox. Dan, you're the man. How many entries? Uh, We there were. There were a total of of eleven. Okay, that's entries, impressive. And I thought that Ferguson had you. Nobody was able to get more than three correct. Well, you are the king of the draft, my so, friend. 
it's that's a little sad that three out of ten, yeah. you know. But hey, you know, thank you for those of you that participated. We greatly appreciate that. It really and, is hard uh, to predict what will happen so, in the draft. Well, it just makes it fun. It does, you know. So it just it gives a little extra spice to the draft when you when you have a little bit of skin in the game. So, what kind of gift card did you give yourself? I gave myself a gift card for Met Ed and paid my Met Ed bill. Perfect. So perfect. Yeah, it's great. And so, speaking of email, though, I'm wondering, Rich. Do you have any emails? Any from a specific? No, not today. Are you sure? Because I think we did. Any from no, a no, specific? No, I, I we can't hear you, by the way. Is your mic on? Yeah, it's on. There you go. Yeah. Um, hey, this is our sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. My, uh, we have emails. Um, we have the soccer update. Mm-hmm. And? Um, and um, we have the... Uh, Top 10 Greatest Americans list. That's right. So last week, Hookie gave us his... Thanks for participating, Rich. Appreciate it. Gave us his Top 10 American Heroes list. And his list went a little something like, lot, 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 went a little something like this. Hit it. Um, And he said number one was George Washington. Uh, No, wait. that's, That's mine. Sorry. Number one was Patrick Mahomes. Number two was George Washington. Number three was Donald Trump. Number four was Abraham Lincoln. Number five was Benjamin Martin, a fictional character from the movie The Patriot. Number six was Rocky Balboa, a fictional character You're Adrian. from uh, the Rocky movies. I do love Rocky. Number six, uh, seven, excuse me, seven was Doc Holliday, the Val Kilmer version in the movie Tombstone. Right. Um, he was a real character, but he's talking about a, fic- a fictional uh, actor playing him. Uh, then number eight was Mike Shashevsky, the longtime Duke coach. Number nine, Kyrie Irving. Well, I, that one surprised Flat me. Flat Earther. And then number 10, Aaron Burr, which is just a way to tweak me because Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton yeah. in a duel. So Frank and I both came up with our lists as we promised last week. Mm-hmm. Frank, would you like to share yours first? Sure. All right. So my f- I'm going one to 10 here. Uh, based on, uh, I I feel like number one is the top person. It's not random. So number one for me was Maureen Mackey. Who is Maureen Mackey? Maureen Mackey is my beloved mother. Okay. Can, cannot argue with since that. Since passed on, but if it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. Correct. So uh, and she was a fabulous mom. So she had to be number one on my list. Number two was Billy Graham. Because uh, I know that uh, through Billy Graham's preaching, Many, many, many folks came to know Jesus, and uh, although Jesus does all the work, he worked through Billy Graham, and Billy Graham was a great servant of the Lord. So I got to go number two, Billy Graham. My number three was Ben Franklin, because just uh, the variety of things that he was able to accomplish in his life, inventions, uh, just so much. And uh, I'm not a political uh, a history guy necessarily, but it seems like the answer to every trivia question of who did what is always Ben Franklin. Well, you know, in my classroom, we learn about Ben Franklin. We actually refer to him as Ben Jammin Franklin okay. uh, because he's too cool to be just Ben Franklin. So we call him Ben Jammin. So in your, wor- in your world of uh, being a history teacher, you like the choice? Yes. Number four is my favorite president of all time, Ron Reagan. I thought Ronald Reagan, he was the first president I voted for, and I thought he was a fabulous uh, president. Uh, my number five is the great Tom Landry. Uh, because No, number five for you is? Number five was Abe Lincoln. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, yeah, Abe Lincoln, for obvious reasons, uh, one of the great presidents we've ever had. Certainly we know about his... Uh, a desire to free free the slaves and um, hold the country together. Having seen movies about him and stuff, knowing what a great lawyer lawyer he was before he was president, and I uh, just admired him a lot. And so uh, number six is Tom Landry. Uh, and I'm a big cowboy fan, and Tom Landry is you know a small G god as far as cowboys. The man the cowboys with the hat. Go. Yeah, he what a great coach, and uh, those teams just gave me lots of joy, even though they came up short a few times in Super Bowls. He was one of the great court, uh, coaches of all time. Uh, number seven for me is Tom Seaver. As a Mets fan, growing up, he was the the guy uh, when I started following the Mets, and he was the guy for quite a while. And uh, just a solid man and a great um, pitcher for the New York Mets. My number eight's an obscure one, Rusty Staub. 
Uh, for anybody who's old enough, might remember Rusty, who was uh, also a, a really great Met. Gave me lots of joy. He was my favorite player when I was a kid growing up, even though Tom was great. Rusty was my guy. And um, he also was a hum- great humanitarian. Um, spent Dedicated a lot of his li- life to raising money for uh, the families of fallen f- firefighters. And I always admired him for that. So he had to be on my list. Nine was Jerry Seinfeld, because I love sitcoms, especially the good ones. And to me, Seinfeld's the greatest sit- sitcom of all time. So in my world, Jerry's got to be you know, on my list, because I just love the show Seinfeld. And then my number 10 is the guy across from me, my friend Dan Fox. Boom! You're my number 10, brother. Love it. Yeah. Love it. For a lot of reasons. Dan is a wonderful man with a great heart. And he had to be on my list. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, here's my list. We can talk through it as well. Number one, I have George Washington. Uh, George Washington, to me, hands down, is the greatest president who's ever been. Two times he was given the opportunity to become king of the United States, and he turned it down and gave the power back to the people twice. So you're you're picking George Washington over Biden? By quite a lot. Okay. Um, Number two would be Alexander Hamilton. Uh, I am a humongous Alexander Hamilton fan. Uh, long before the uh, the musical came out, mm-hmm. um, I have yet to see. I actually wrote my master's thesis for my uh, master's in history on Alexander Hamilton's economic plan for the United States. So I was into Hamilton long, long before uh, he. It was popular and trendy to do so. Uh, number three for me is Jerry Falwell Sr. Jerry Falwell Sr. was not only a great preacher and man of God, uh, but he was the founder of Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia, and the founder of Liberty University. And Are you a fan of Liberty? Yes, very much so. I'm an alumnus. How would anybody know that? I'm an alumnus of Liberty University, and I'm a humongous fan. Those were the four greatest years of my life spent at Liberty University. And Dr. Falwell just had such a humongous heart uh, for his church and uh, the students on his campus Amen. and uh, was just a tremendous, tremendous man. I am very, very thankful that, that, that I had the opportunity to get to know him wow. and work for him. That's awesome. Number four is Abraham Lincoln for me for the obvious reasons that Frank stated because uh, he worked so hard to free the slaves and to hold the country together through the, the we think it's our country's divided now. We think our country is at odds with each other now. I mean, Abraham Lincoln presided over a time when over 600,000 Americans were killing each other. Probably cost him his life. And uh, definitely. And, you know, he just, uh, that's not to say he didn't show the wear and tear of it, but he kept a positive attitude and just really uh, was the kind of man that was a person of great, great Mm -hmm. character Mm -hmm. and great fortitude. Um, Then for number, number six for me. Uh, would have to be, oh, wait, no. number six. No, okay, here, I, I actually went accidentally went down. Um, number five for me is Ronald Reagan. Uh, everybody made money when the cowboy was in office, um, and Ronald Reagan was uh, a lot of what you want a president, especially a modern president, to be. He had a great sense of humor. Mm, um, he uh, was tough on, uh, he wanted to, to put America first. Well, and. He, uh, I love the, that I he had you. he had those beautiful, wonderful jelly beans on his desk. So to <laughs> say he wasn't completely, you know, devoid of a sense of humor there, even in the most trying times. I remember once when he was doing a press conference or something, and somebody was annoying him, and he goes, "Shut up!" It was so <laughs> I funny, love it. Yeah, and he, you know, he didn't mean it. Like it just was so real, right? Anyway, so then, then my next one, number six, is General George S. Patton. Uh, General Patton being one of the great American generals uh, during the, uh, the during World War II. Not a great father, uh, though. No, uh, not a great father. And, I'm not putting him down. Just I saw the movie. Yeah, but he was a great leader. Uh, really loved our country. Really loved his soldiers, sure. and you know, um, quite an amazing general. Mm-hmm. Number seven would be the original Captain America. That being Roger Staubach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of my first memories of the, of the Cowboys. Was Roger Staubach playing? Uh, 
he was every he's what every father wishes their son to be. It's true. Roger Staubach went to the United States Naval Academy. He won the Heisman Trophy at the Naval Academy. Then he served his country in the Vietnam conflict. And then he played for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and won two Super Bowls. Yeah. So and lost two also. Yeah, but you know, we don't talk about that. I know. Um, it wasn't so, his fault. Then number eight for me is t- the baseball player for the Red, Red Sox great Ted Williams. Great choice. Uh, because Ted Williams, not only was he a, a Hall of Fame, clear first ballot Hall of Fame, one of the top ten greatest baseball players of all times, which I'm pretty sure is undisputed that he was the top ten greatest baseball player of all time. Oh, no question. And uh, But he also took time out of his career to fly planes in World War II. He wasn't the only one. And he took and he served. took time out of his uh, career again to serve in the Korean War and flew jets. So um, he was uh, an ace pilot, yep. uh, served his country, risked his life, and a, uh, one of the top ten greatest baseball yeah, players of all time. Apparently his amazing eyesight, right. special eyesight, helped him not only in that but in baseball too. Correct. So he I used, used to, the, the, that ability. I used to love to watch the – um, when and this the, the program that Frank and I refer to once in a while this week in baseball, uh, they used to they used to uh, this week in baseball um, they used to have, hello everybody this is Mel Allen you're right and uh, they had several segments on conversations between Tony Gwynn and Ted Williams yeah. and it was so fascinating was. to listen to the two of them talk about hitting. And the, the science the and, and the art of hitting. And it was just amazing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, number eight is Ted Williams. Number nine for me is John Wayne. Uh, John Wayne in the 1950s and 60s was kind of the picture of what a man should be and how a man should act uh, in our country. Okay. And so my f- grandfather and father often referred to John Wayne as the, uh, you know, that's manliness and that's that's a man kind of thing. And so, you know, my whole life, <laughs> John Wayne. The Quiet Man you know. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's a John Wayne movie. So. Um, then number 10 for me is the, uh, unflappable and ever entertaining and somewhat sarcastic. Hookie? No, I know you'd think I was talking about hooky, but no, it's actually Tucker Carlson, yep. uh, eight o'clock on the Fox, cha- Fox news channel. Uh, every, every weeknight, he's got a, a tremendous show and he blends his show with humor, sarcasm, and, uh, and, uh, but truth and honesty I love and everything. I do so love him. yeah, I, I feel like you know I know it's a conservative station, right? And, and people will point that out. But I believe that Tucker, the show itself, they do their research, they come up with facts, and you present the facts. Uh, and yes, he has opinions, and he'll share them. But I believe that the accuracy of the reporting is what really impresses me most about Tucker Carlson and the, the program. Sure. So. So that's my top ten list. Uh, if any of you nice list. have your own list uh, of the, your your opinion of the top ten greatest American heroes, uh, you know, male or female, alive or or uh, from the past, uh, please feel free to send them to us, and we'd love to discuss them on the air. And that's at Sports Fellowship with Fox and Fr- Sports with Fox and Frank at gmail Again, that's Sports with Fox and Frank at gmail. I now have a goal. I have a goal to work hard to end up on your list and have it revised. I love it. You know, so. I love it. I mean, you made my list. And I'm glad to put you on it. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Here's our soccer update uh, from our, our ever. We're so very grateful for our uh, soccer correspondent. Hey, do you think it would be a great um, goodwill uh, thing for me to read the soccer report? Sure. Go for it. Because uh, I really do want to. So your soccer update, 5622. Hey, guys. Some major tournaments have recently completed or are working their way to the finals. The regular season is wrapping up in domestic leagues around the country, and we have our eyes on the June soccer schedule for the men's national team in today's update. Enjoy. CONCACAF Champions League. For the first time since this tournament was changed to its current iteration, iteration, an MLS team has finally won the CCL. A record crowd of over 68,000 watched the Seattle Sounders beat the Pumas from Mexico City late Wednesday night, 3 to nothing and 5-2 to two on aggregate. To win this tournament, the MLS and Liga, Liga. Liga MX 
have a friendly rivalry in which the Mexican team teams have been dominant for some time now. So for the MLS to win the tournament, it's a big deal. The MLS wants to become the premier league in North America and hopefully in all the Americas eventually. And we're probably witnessing a moment in time where they are beginning to surpass Liga MX. It's an exciting time right now for the U.S.-based MLS. Seattle qualifies for the Club World Cup later in December, but more details on that to come in future updates. Now, in the UEFA Champions UEFA. League, or UEFA, the final is set for European Champions League. Real Madrid, Real Madrid and Liverpool are set to face off on May 28th. This will be a rematch of the 2018 final, where Madrid beat Liverpool. Liverpool are the betting favorites currently, but Madrid has been playing inspired football in this tournament, so it should be a lot of fun. June USMNT schedule? In the United States men's national team. That's right. In June, the men's national team will play four matches. Two of these are friendlies that we scheduled, and two are for the Nations League tournament. The friendlies include Morocco and Uruguay. And the Nations League games are against Granada and El Salvador. The interest here is the game against Uruguay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They are a competitive South American team with a couple headliner football celebrities, and they finished third, well, it says three, in in the comma ball, the South American Football Association. World Cup qualifying standings. They would be a great test for our team. MLS early season summary. Lastly, we're just over a quarter of the way through the MLS season. Philadelphia remain atop the Eastern Conference while LAFC lead the Western Conference. What's interesting here is the competitive nature of the Eastern Conference. Only nine points separate first from last in the table. Whereas in the Western side, it's 18 points. That's pretty incredible, even though it's early in the year. Have a great show, Daniel. Go Philadelphia Union. Yeah, I can't root for Philly anything. So, but you know, let's whatever go happens, Union. Whatever happens. All right. Speaking of Philadelphia, anyway, go ahead. Let's quickly go to the NBA playoffs. Okay. Is there anything major that stands out to you in the NBA playoffs? As there, yeah, putting... I would say Joel Embiid, whether he's going to play um, tonight, right? Well, he is. Is he playing? He is playing tonight. Yeah, the last time I heard earlier today. It was still up in the air. And he, they're winning. Late. They're up 51 to 30, 43. Okay. Who are they playing, Dan? They're playing the Miami Heat. And your feelings on that series? I think Miami's going to win it in five. Really? Yes. Because? Because Joel Embiid was out for the first two. He is not at full strength tonight. And I think that even though Philly is up right now, that, that uh, Miami's going to close out this game, come back and close it out. <clears throat> then Dow- the, then uh, Philadelphia is going to steal one uh, just to say they didn't get swept, and then they're going to lose in Miami. All right. You want to stay in the East or you want to go West? We can stay in the East. What do you got next? Next we've got... Bucks an, and Celtics? In, yeah, we've got the Bucks playing the Celtics um, in in there. And uh, right and now one, they're one. tied 1-1, one, one, right. and they play game, th- game three tomorrow. Celtics for real? Yes. I think the Celtics are going to win this series. You like them, huh? I don't, but... I, well, I, I, you'd like them to win, I meant. Yeah, I, I would pick them to win. Just because of the hard-nosed defense that they play. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo in game one played out of his mind, mm-hmm. and they were able to, to to win. But then in game two, the Celtics really lo- locked down and clamped down on him, and the Celtics actually won game two going away. It actually wasn't really even much of a game. Okay. In the Western Conference, you've got the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. I see it's 2-0 right now for Phoenix. Right. The, the, the best player on the, on the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, has been playing out of his mind, but it's nowhere near good enough to uh, win the games. He scored over 30 points and put up all kinds of statistics, but uh, each time that, uh, Phoenix has been able to play more of a team game and put them away. And then I, in the Warriors-Grizzlies series, I saw that the Warriors opened up with a road win, and uh, but the Grizzlies came back and won game two, and uh, they're playing tonight, is it? Yes. They're playing tonight, so... Uh, 
Well, in that My series, the interesting thing—the interesting thing there—is the the Phantom uh, double, the Phantom uh, uh, flagrant two uh, foul called uh, against the Warriors um, in uh, Draymond Green in Game One, and that he got he got kicked out of that game for the rest of it, and the Warriors still went on to win. Then in Game Two, uh, the Warriors and 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 Mem- and the Grizzlies were playing kind of pretty much even, and then one of the Grizzlies players um, did an insanely ridiculous hard foul on a on one of the Warriors players. Now he wasn't one of their stars, but he was definitely a contributing player. It was right. Gary Payton Jr. And he uh, not he came up behind him when he was do- doing a wide open layup and hit him in the head and in the arm and drove him to the ground from behind. And in the process, Gary Payton Jr. broke his elbow. And Gary Payton Jr. is going to be out probably for at least a month. Um, and the the player who did it only got a one-game suspension for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem right to me. I hear you. Yeah. I saw a highlight. I, no, I didn't see a lot of the Western games, but I saw a highlight of somebody taking an elbow to the face. Yeah, that was Joel Embiid that took the elbow to the face. Oh, That's so, why he's been out, because he broke his orbital bone, bone in his Why did I think it was a West, face. a West team? Okay, that was the only incident that way, right under the net. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a shot. And so, is he wearing some kind of apparatus, or you? Don't yeah, he's know? wearing a face mask. Yeah, that's a tough thing to happen to an NBA player. It's a physical game. So, so what do you think? Who do you see coming through these series? I, I Who do really you see as the um, you know, the two finals. I really like the the Warriors. Uh, to, really. Yeah. I like the Warriors against the Suns, and I like the Heat okay. uh, against the Celtics. And I think that the uh, that the Suns are gonna are gonna win the West. That's what I was gonna ask you. And then I think that the I think so too. I think that the Celtics are gonna win the East, and then I think the uh, the Suns are gonna win the championship. Yeah, I agree. Chris Paul, right? I, I think as they long got... as Chris Paul stays healthy, and you know the the players around the other players mm-hmm. are able to uh, you know stay healthy and play well. Yeah, I, I, they seem like the best team, and they have probably one of the best players in the NBA, if not the best, at currently playing uh, in Chris Paul. So, right. like their chances. All right, so we're going to move over to uh, the NHL playoffs. All right. Uh, so go ahead, Frank, and brag about your well, your Rangers. They did lose the opener at home. and yeah, they and lost like double it, overtime. triple overtime. Okay. Um, I gotta say the Rangers came out really physical in the game uh, around in the first period, and it looked like they were gonna play a very physical, dominant game. Uh, but they only had it was only one one at the first period, and eventually uh, the game ended up tied. Uh, Pittsburgh scored a late goal. Now the Rangers had a goal taken away late in the third period. And oh, actually, it was overtime, and this was uh, devastating to them because it went on to lose uh, the game in the triple overtime. But uh, I felt like, and now I'm a fan, but I felt like the player Kako, who um, did try to avoid the goalie and was sort of nudged by the defensive player, the goalie went along with uh, Kako as he went to the left to to the goalie's right, and the goal was disallowed and the Rangers eventually lost the game. But I felt like Pittsburgh really outplayed them from the third period on for the most part. Rangers had chances, but even Pittsburgh had a, at least two crossbars and a, and a post uh, in overtime and could have won in those shots and they eventually won it. But then yesterday, uh, the Rangers came storming back and won pretty handily. So the starting goalie for Pittsburgh, I believe, is out the rest of the series. So they're playing with their their backup. And we're going over to Pittsburgh now, tied 1-1. I like the Rangers' chances of winning two out of three in Pittsburgh. But I think tomorrow's game is key. The Rangers are a very young team, and this could play against them. But uh, they they play very well as a team. And I think my opinion is, and, and you know, actually my real estate agent, who's now becoming a friend, Rob, mentioned today that he feels like the Rangers try to be too cute with their passing and they're not aggressive enough at the goal. I feel he's got a point that if they keep doing that, Pittsburgh really could um, 
you know, when they transitioned back to offense, they're a dangerous team. So it's going to be an interesting series. I think it'll go seven, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Rangers can do. So, okay. But I'm happy they're 1-1, one, one, even though I would have liked to be 2-0. Two and oh, two oh. So you want to know what else is going on in the NHL? Well, there there are a few other series that are uh, either tied 1-1 one, one, um, or one team's up 2-0. So it's just the beginning. You know, the Caps and the Panthers are tied 1-1. One, one. Uh, the Maple Leafs and the and the Lightning, which that that series should show should have a lot of fireworks and a lot of scoring, uh, is tied one one. Then you've got the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. and the Boston That's Bruins. That's what I wanted to talk about. That one it should be a much more defensive series than it's been. Uh, the Hurricanes are up two zero. Well, the Hurricanes average over four goals a game. They're a prolific offensive team with. Uh, two suspect goalies, and somehow they've managed to be right on top of the standings pretty much all year. So the Hurricanes are a mystery. They're a little bit of a mystery, and I was listening to a show today, and they were talking about the betting aspect of the series, and uh, apparently Boston is favored in tonight's game, and the guy I was listening to was saying, there's no way that I like this. It was actually Tiki Barber. He said, there's no way I like this uh betting you know, scheme here that Boston's actually going to win this game. When he looked at everything, he said Hurricanes should win. So if the Hurricanes go up 3 nothing, they're going to be kind of a force that's going to be difficult to stop. Sure. So uh, that's what I do know. I don't know a lot about all the other teams, but uh, I do know the Hurricanes are a pretty darn good team, and they can score high. If their goalie stays hot enough, they could really just roll right through. Then in the Western Conference, you've got the number one seeded Colorado Avalanche, which have a terrific all-around team. Sure do. Um, and they're up 2-0 over the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues tied at one game apiece. Yep. Uh, lots of scoring in that series. You've and got the Wild, the Wild have an ex-Ranger named Zuccarello, who I loved with the Rangers, so I always keep an eye on them and see how they're doing. Then you've got the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars, mm-hmm. and that series is tied 1-1. And then you've got the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings, and that one's tied 1-1. That one's a little surprising because the Oilers uh, have some so many young studs right. uh, offensively, and it's uh, a little surprising that they have given up as many goals as they have. Yeah, they won the last series. one 6 zip, Right. So. But the first one they lost 6-3. So, right, I hear you. You know. So... Yeah, interesting stuff going on. Uh, keep an eye on the on the NHL playoffs going forward. This for is the always sake exciting. Of our podcast. We're going to focus on the Rangers since your Flyers weren't even in it. Well, the Flyers. Stink. No offense. Uh, Flyers hopefully get the fourth overall pick in the draft. But anyway, I um, said it before. I'm hoping my Rangers make it past the first round and just advance. All right. Briefly, Frank, yes, te- talk to me about your your Mets. Well. Uh, they're still doing really well. The, uh, I believe they're 19 and nine now. So uh, they're having a great season so far. They have some holes every team's going to, and their bullpen would probably be the main one. They also lately have been struggling a little bit uh, offensively overall. Uh, But they've been very good in the clutch. Yesterday's game, though, was an absolutely epic game if you're a Mets fan and just a devastating game if you're a Phillies fan because it went into the ninth inning uh, Aaron Nola had been dominant for seven innings, and it was seven to one, uh, Philly. And the Mets actually rallied. Uh, it started with a two-run homer by Lindor, and before you knew it, knew it the Mets had uh, tied the game and then went ahead on a uh, double by Sterling Mar- uh, Marte. Marte, thank you, and uh, actually won the game. So the, there's two sides to this. One is the Mets have this kind of karma going on, and this just added to that karma with them having a second major comeback. They scored five against St. Louis earlier in the season to do the same thing to them. And it makes you wonder, are they like a team of destiny? It's so early to say that. But you feel good about this team and their um, ability to come back in games. They've done that a lot. Sometimes they didn't win the game, but they fight. So I'm excited about you know, the team, but this was, they said that um, in the last 25 years, a team going into the ninth inning trailing by six runs or more was 0 and 330. So this was an epic comeback and win. Your thoughts as a Phillies fan? Um, So we don't have a whole lot of time for much else. Uh, The New York Yankees are in first place with the best record in baseball. Did they win yesterday? That's a little scary. Or did the streak end? Uh, They 
Because they had 11 in a row as of yesterday. They lost one. They lost. They lost yesterday. So uh, they're 18 and seven, though the the Mets have 19 wins. Mm -hmm. The the Yankees only have seven. Losses versus nine losses for the Mets. Yankees That's why are pretty good. Gives them so. I mean, obviously, it's a little scary. Talent. Very scary. The Boston Red Sox are mm-hmm. ten and sixteen. Yeah, I mean, they're already. They weren't eight. expected to have a great season. I know, but the, you'd think that with the amount of money Boston spends, that mm-hmm. they'd be a better team. Any but, surprises you see in the standings? Um, not really. I mean, Milwaukee maybe. Yeah, Milwaukee's right up there with the Mets. Um, and in terms of their uh, their winning percentage. Um, and stuff. So, okay. other than that, I don't really see a whole lot that that shocks me. It's still um, still very early in the baseball yeah. season, and it's a streaky kind of sport. Yep, teams get on streaks, losing and winning. So, all right. Well, we're gonna uh, thank you guys for listening and pu- and uh, putting up with us and our silliness. Um, and thank you for putting up with this this uh, segment on the Cowboys draft uh, and stuff. So sorry we took so long there, uh, but I just had a lot to say when it came to that. Um, so. You're filled with knowledge about when it. When we are, when we're going to wrap it up, I turn it over to my friend Frank. I'd like to tell you about our church. Uh, our church is First Baptist Church. We're at 810 Red School Lane in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. And we're here to tell you that we'd love to see you come by and check us out at 10 o'clock on Sundays. So um, we have a website that we set up for the church, which can help you check out what we're about. And it's www.fbcpberg.org, www.fbcpberg.org. When you go on the website, you'll see, first first thing you'll see when you go on there is our pastor, um, you know, giving a sermon. But on that page is all the information about our church, all of our activities, what our doctrine is. Uh, we'd love to see you there, and if you're in search of a church, if you've been thinking about attending one, maybe you're not even a believer yet, it's a welcoming place to be. Now, Dan always likes to tell us about what you'll see when you go on the website. So again, the website is www.fbcpberg.org, and we really encourage you, if you don't live in the Lehigh Valley area or don't have the opportunity to come and meet with us in person, uh, we really encourage you to go to our website. There you can see the audio version as well as the video versions of all of our services and stuff like that. And you can look in the archive and go back years and listen to our sermons and our services. Um, there's also uh, what we call the communication card. If you come in person, we uh, have a, a tear-off part of our of our bulletin that we give to the people when they come in that is a, what we call the communication card to, to just let us know if there's anybody has any needs or has any prayer requests or anything like that. And we, uh, you know, can put that down on the there and, and share it with one another and be a, a real uh, family of faith. Um, but if you're not local, we do have the communication card available to you online, and we would strongly encourage you to look into that and fill that out so that we can be a blessing to you. That's our, our really our, our number one priority is to try to bless you and your family. And if we can pray for you, if you have a concern or a need or something we can help you with, or if you need somebody to talk to, um, or just a, just somebody to listen and uh, be there for you, we'd be happy to do that for you. You can fill it out and put your information down, or you can remain anonymous if you'd like and just uh, share your prayer request or your concern or whatever, and we'd be happy to pray for you and, and pray for that situation. Yeah, the, the purpose of a church is to, uh, you know, um, let people know about Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made on our behalf and bring that out, that message out to the world. And that's what our church's goal is, too. It's a community of believers who support and love each other and love Jesus. So check us out at 810 Red School Lane, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, on Sunday at 10 o'clock. We would love to see you there. All right. We love sports, but we love Jesus more. Yes, we do. Want to shout out to our uh, my third period homies and, and uh, Dark Chocolate Delight. Again, we want to uh, thank Victor uh, for all that he's done, and especially the job he did upstairs on my uh, on my yard. <clears throat> Appreciate that from you, Victor. Good stuff. Um, we want to shout out his sister Agata, who did a great job on Sunday. Oh, amazing um, and uh, baptized. Really a terrific experience. There. Amen, brother. So, uh, without any further ado, may the love of Christ fill your heart. Peace.
Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common. It's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about pro league and college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teams with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. <laughs> Yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.